0: Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Universe Podcast. I'm your host Leo, here with Marie, Amadea and Carrie. Hello everyone. Hi! Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Would you all like to introduce yourself? We could go one after the other.
1: Hi, I'm Marie and I like writing. Hi, I'm Amadea and I'm a student at the University of Vienna and I also like writing. Hi, I'm
2: Kerry. Um, I also like writing. Big surprise! <laughs> yeah, very
0: surprising. <laughs> just
2: have something more unique, I
0: guess. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's nice to have you all here. It's also been uh, brought to my attention that I've never actually introduced myself. So it's you just, also like it's just assumed that everybody must know me, I guess. Which they of course don't. Uh, so yeah, my name is Leo. Uh, I also uh, study English and also history, and I. I like writing, surprisingly, (laughs) which is why I'm here. I write poetry and I listen to a ton of podcasts and, uh, incidentally, I also host this one, as you might know. Yeah, and today we're here to talk about why we write in English. My first question would be, when did you start writing creatively in English? I mean, it's not really something that you can start early, I don't assume that anyone here was... uh, or very early at least, I don't assume that everyone here was uh, raised bilingually? No, no. Nope. Not really. <laughs> so yeah, was it triggered by anything, or do you still remember when you started?
3: So when I was like 11, um, I was in this one forum on the internet, and it was all just starting out, and it was a manga page for drawing manga, and I was really into that. I thought I would become a mangaka for a while, I was really, really serious about that. And there was this girl who wrote stories in English on that page. And I hated her because I thought that's so pretentious. Why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, German is your mother tongue. Oh, my God. I get it if you do it for school. But, like, this goes too far. And, yeah, now look at me. I'm just, it's, yeah.
0: Now you found it... An English society. You you should have maybe said that when you introduced yourself, that you are actually the founder of this society.
3: Hi, I'm the founder of this society.
0: (laughs) I agree, there is probably some kind of pretentiousness to it. Yeah,
3: probably. Do you also
0: feel the same? Do you feel it's pretentious? I mean, of course, I'm I'm not negatively situated towards it, but people might see it as pretentious.
2: I've kind of stopped thinking about what people think about what I'm doing because most of the time it's, it's not really a good idea to mm, do that. Sure. <laughs> the result might not be very pleasant. I write in English because it's easier for me. For some reason at 14 I decided that German was not the language I wanted to consume media in. <laughs> And since my brain found it difficult to um, constantly translate books and movies from English to German in my head, it just switched registers in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and even though my English vocabulary is still not at, at the native speaker level, I kind of stopped using. German in my mind mm. So it's easier to just write in English Because it's straight What's in my mind goes straight on the page Do you remember which fandom Kicked that off? Harry Potter probably yeah. <laughs> like, I, got, yeah. I just got tired of Our uh, sort of synchronised And translated books and movies so. Yeah
0: it's <laughs> where it all started for us It's like, listen kids Harry Potter is a slippery slope Don't even try it.
1: (laughs) Well, I have to say I've never read Harry Potter. Okay, you can go I've never read it. I just saw the first movie. And you study
0: at the English department.
1: Yeah, I study, and I'm so (coughs) so scared that one day it's going to pop up in an exam, and um, I'm gonna be so clueless because it's considered general education today.
3: (laughs) And And I just, I have no
1: idea about Harry Potter. (laughs)
3: It's, I mean, you can
2: catch up on it quite easily. Yeah, Yeah, it's just eight movies and seven books. It's really nothing. It's not like Game of Thrones or Doctor (laughs) Who, where you've got 50 years of television (laughs) to catch up.
3: I think the the interesting thing for me with the forum was that I, I have this very particular kind of dislike. You know, sometimes I dislike something, but it's only out of a resistance to actually liking it. Mm. (laughs) Like, I have that with so many books and with with so many people, too, where I'm like, oh my god, look at that, it's horrible. But deep down, I actually really like it and I want to be like that person, but it's just envy. And I think that might have been part. of it. I think it might have been like, oh my god, how can you do that? It's really stupid. I would never do that. (laughs) So maybe there was a sort of, like, underlying mechanism Mm. for me.
0: Something subconscious, yeah. a subconscious desire.
3: Yes, I just always wanted to write English and I didn't know. I was always there.
0: <laughs> Does anyone here actually write in German as well or in any other language?
1: I usually just write in English. Well, for me, it started a year ago. Before that, I just mainly wrote German. The starting point was a course at university where we had to complete an assignment which asked us to transform any text. We could choose... Whatever text we wanted and I chose an article and I transformed it into a short story and that was the first short story I wrote in English and I suddenly realized that I like writing in English so much more and it in a way makes so much more sense to me because that's the language I chose usually I speak in German but I chose English for um, expressing myself creatively uh, so it makes to me a lot of sense to do that For my short stories and my poems
0: it's a creative decision yeah it is yeah
1: okay well it wasn't a conscious decision back then because I just had to complete the assignment Mm. but I had to complete the short story as well so it was sure that I'm going to finish the short story and since then I just really love uh, writing in English then I found universe you found universe you found the universe and I
3: found it yeah I
1: came to universe and here we just only share English text, so basically that's the reason why I write in English.
3: Have you ever tried writing in German? I did, yeah, I did a
1: lot when I was younger. Like, I even started novels and I would choose short stories. Cool. But I think I never actually finished one, just starting points, beginnings. But yeah, maybe that's the reason why I write in English too, because I know that I'm going to present it to you one day, Mm. so I have to finish it.
0: It's good to have somebody there on the other line, either pressuring you or somebody that you write it for. Does anybody else here write in German?
2: Well, I recently translated one of my fairy tales into German because Mm. I wanted my grandpa to illustrate it. Which he hasn't done yet, <laughs> but I'm getting on that. Um,
0: <laughs> you're getting on that, but he is. so you're going to force him to start, correct?
2: No, I'm going to kindly beg. <laughs> okay.
0: Have you tried kindly asking before that?
2: Yes, I have.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so I had to translate it into German because I'd already written it in English, mm. and that went kind of okay.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. But
2: I'd like to sort of stay on English because it's just easier. And yeah. I have to use the dictionary less, surprisingly, so... Okay. English. <laughs> yeah, right. German doesn't like me
0: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did abandon it.
2: Yeah, it's embarrassing, but... <laughs> Do you also
1: have a feeling that your German translations are not as precise as the English uh, writing.
2: Yes, hence the using the dictionary a lot, because Mm. I'm like, this word would sort of translate that one, but not really. Mm. (laughs) Because that's mainly
1: the reason why I just only read uh, novels which are originally written in English and not in the German uh, translation, because I just... I, I don't like the German translations. They're not as precise mm. as the English original.
3: It's funny that you mentioned that about German not liking you. Because I once wrote a poem uh, about sort of an old relationship that I had, but it was German, and we kind of <laughs> grown apart. And now we still liked each other, but it was just kind of weird. Whenever we hung out, it was like, I don't even know you anymore. and then But I ended with, you know, you were my first love, and you'll always be... And I think that's kind of my relationship with German—that we just, we're really close, but we just kind of go apart. But then every time that we, re- I revisit German, it's it's like that spark is there again. It's just a, yeah, it's a very emotional experience. <laughs> it's a <been> really beautiful.
2: <laughs> Thank you. It's the first time someone has actually summed that up so beautifully <laughs> for <laughs> me.
3: <laughs> and it's just different writing in German. I know it's both languages are in some way very real to me. But I don't know, when I write in English, it's like I have fewer barriers. Mm. I'm not as, you know, like if I say shit in English, it's not as harsh as saying scheiße. That's, that's a whole other world. Mm. And if if I write in, in English, I can say some things much more succinctly than I could in German. But at the same time, when I write in German, it just goes much deeper. It just really goes into my lifeblood and just kind of sucks everything out. So it's a very stressful experience actually writing in German. I guess that might be why I'm not doing it so much anymore because I'm always a bit breathless once I'm done. It's like, Christ, that's <laughs> so yeah, it's a complicated thing, I think.
2: I mean, it depends very much on what you write for that sort of emotional experience because I remember the last time I had like I, I finished my part two of my novel and that... It kind of, there was a battle scene in it, sort of, and I felt physically exhausted (laughs) after writing that. (laughs) It doesn't really depend on the language for me, it kind of really depends on what is happening. (laughs) So
3: you don't have that feeling of, like, a German-specific exhaustion?
2: not really okay <laughs> might just be me <laughs> i mean everyone's different so
3: no. no i used to write in german a lot more i wrote my <clears> throat> throat> book my first book <laughs> when i was 11 to 14 uh, to
0: clarify for the people on the podcast who of course don't see us uh, she <laughs> was doing air quotes <laughs> around the book,
3: <clears laughs> <throat> book. <laughs> yeah so 11 to 14 and that was that was in german that was such a huge mess, but yeah, it was. I think that was how I discovered my love for writing in general. So I, I owe that to German too.
0: Could you maybe give us a short synopsis of the book?
3: <laughs> oh dear!
0: I'm a curious now.
3: Um. Okay, so two things that you have to know about me um it the the whole thing started out as a a manga because that was the time yeah but then it got too much work to draw everything and i was like i'm just gonna write out the synopsis and it just got longer and longer (laughs) uh yeah and the second thing i'm really into crime stories and i've always been and so this was the, the whole idea was why are detectives so good at solving crime where does that come from like i can't do that how can they do that And then one day I went to school and I was like, of course, there's a detective school, obviously. (laughs) And because my grandma is from stereo, it had to be in stereo. And it's somewhere hidden in the mountain. It's like Hogwarts, but with detectives. To be honest. In Syria. Yeah, yeah. in Syria. And so m- me, who's the main character, and two of my best friends were invited to go there. There was like this, this nationwide search for brilliant young minds oh. and we were chosen <laughs> to be educated, to become the next generation of grand detectives. And it was very self-indulgent if you couldn't already tell. <laughs> and I, there are so many things that are just so fascinating to me when I look back on, because back then I thought this was completely normal. But when I look back, I'm like, this is so irresponsible. Because, of course, there are teachers, right? And then in the first in the first lesson, the teacher just pulls a gun on us. And he's like, you have to get used to this if you want to be a detective. And I thought that's super oh, cool and badass. <laughs> now, looking back on it as somebody who wanted to become a teacher for a while, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so traumatizing. And then there's this moment when a murder happens within the school and one of the students gets killed. And I just call my dad in the novel and I'm like, Dad, can I stay? I really want to solve this case. And he's like, Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Makes perfect
3: sense. There's just so much 11 year old logic in there.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like pretty much the same in, in, in Hogwarts, right? I mean, there's there's all these horrible things happening at the school. The parents Every sensitive like, yeah. person
2: would go like, get the students out of there. It's <laughs> not
0: like there weren't any other schools all over the world, but...
3: And none of the parents ever like, actually, maybe you should come back home. I mean,
0: there are, like, sometimes in the book, it's always portrayed as such a threat. Yeah. That they might call them home. Some They just might. They might, yeah. yeah.
3: If this continues
1: happening, <laughs> you might have to close the school! I also know that strange things happen at Hogwarts. Oh, and I do? haven't seen the movies or read the books.
0: You said before that German for you goes de- a lot deeper than English does. Wow, this is a very, re- like, this is a very hard, a hard switch from from funny to
2: serious.
0: is there anything you can only say in German or only say in English?
3: Sometimes, you know. Sometimes I think of an idea and I want to write it down, and I notice. Oh, I wanted to do this in English, but it doesn't work, and then I have to switch to German or the other way around. But it's it's usually I write in English, so it's a switch to German. Then. Mm-hmm. And yeah, usually it's it's things that are just much more in my bloodstream. It's I I had this write, writing mentoring that I was doing at uni, and we had to do this exercise where we had a body and we had to draw where exactly on the body our languages are, and so. I did English and French and and German and did I do Latin? Anyway, so English for me is very much kind of around my head because I studied it, you know, I learned it in school and so I kind of built it around me and it's very much in my gut too. It just kind of comes out and I didn't really think about it. But with Germans, it's really, I drew in my bloodstream because I can't control it. I can't really do anything with it. But this, you know, English, I can manipulate much more easily. And so if it's something that does not allow me to manipulate it so much. I think it has to be German sometimes.
0: And for the others, do you also have the feeling that German goes deeper?
2: Not really. No? Due to <laughs> <laughs> register issues uh, yeah, and things. Yeah,
0: you're only writing it, Yeah, I, I also only write in English, but that's also because, on the one hand, because every time I try to write something in German, it, I read it back and it just sounds horrible. I don't know, I don't like my German writing. I get that, though. <laughs> and yeah. I get that. And on the other hand, I don't know, I just can't write in German because I feel like it's a kind of an, an identity issue, language is mm. so intertwined with identity, that I feel like when I speak English, I'm a different person than I, I would normally be.
3: And yeah.
0: And it just happens to be that the English part of my personality is the personality that writes.
3: Yeah, my German personality, I think, is just generally a lot more somber and maybe wants to be even more pretentious than my English one, so it's hard to write something that expresses that adequately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I also think that um, German
1: goes deeper for me because I grew up with that language. And I used German practically every day for 18 years until I got um, to university. And um, I did everything in German, and then I chose English as my language for my creative expression. And um, yes, of course, I could use German to write um, my stories or my poetry. But for myself, I just find that English makes so much more sense. I read a lot of books in English, and that's mainly where, where I got inspired. I know a lot of words that I can only use in English, and they're only in English as precise as I would like to use them. For example, um, there are these, I think everyone has them, these phrases or words that they prefer in English, that they like using in English. For example, I really like the phrase to go down memory lane, Mm -hmm. because it's, 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 it's almost a metaphor it, 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 well, it is a metaphor, is it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it a metaphor? Yeah. 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 Okay, so. so um, well, it's, it's a metaphor, and um, a lot of the metaphors don't work in, uh, in German.
3: Mm. Yeah, I, I like what you said about precision. Because, you know, saying I can manipulate English much easier might sound very negative, but I can control English much easier. Because I remember when writing, like, Deutsch-Schullerwarten, my teacher always criticised that German was sort of running away with me. And it was sort of overwhelming me and doing its own thing. And that is very much true. Like She always criticised me for having these pseudo-philosophische ergüsse <laughs> which is a direct quote. <laughs> I did not forget. <laughs> and,
0: um, <laughs> I know.
3: <laughs> but you know, it did help me in some way. And so in English, it's just much easier to stay on top of what I actually want to say. Mm. So I guess the more positive reading of it.
0: I think for me, having as you have also grown up with with uh, only speaking German, and well, I did write a bit as a kid, but I, could, I tried prose, and prose is obviously not my not my forte. Uh, I only started writing poetry when I began uni, and so all the experiences I had with German are all kinds of experiences, of course. But somehow the experiences I've made. As living in my English personality are. Uh, throughout, I, I, I would be hard pressed to give you any bad experience I've had as living as my English, my English personality, mm. and I think that's a big, big part of that because I just feel I feel really comfortable in English and speaking English.
1: I think it's also interesting from the listener's point of view. Because when I speak with um, people who I usually only spoke English with, and suddenly we changed German because for reasons of, we just only had courses together and we just talked in English. And then we'd suddenly change to German. It's so weird. It's, it's, like, <laughs> a different, it's
0: like a different it's, person suddenly, it's, for me at least.
1: It's so weird. And often I would say, please, let's change to, to English because it feels much more natural to me. That's the, the language we use to build our relationship, and I think that's also the language we should continue.
0: Yeah. For the last two and a half years, basically, since I started studying most of my life, and now also, my, like, like with you, my thoughts and my mind have started operating in English because I don't really talk much with, his, with the people from my history uh, major. I it's a
3: normal way of doing it
0: right yeah, and uh, all, all my 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 most of my friends are from the English department, and with them I only speak English. I listen to podcasts all day in English, most of them in English I think in English, I read in english I write in english it's just I live in in a thoroughly German city, but all my life is basically English.
3: I remember the first time I had an English dream, and that was kind of life changing for me because I woke up in the morning and I was like. I guess there really is a part of me that's just intrinsically English now, and I can't do anything about it. And I kind of liked it. I was really happy about it. This kind of split in, in my language base. <laughs> that was nice.
0: Do you also text in English and write journal entries in English? Has English completely taken, uh, taken over your life as it has mine?
3: Partly. I mean, I have a friend who's from America, so... da. Yeah. Um. But also my best friend, she's actually from Germany. But we so sometimes we just switch to English. It's just more comfortable. And as I said, there are some conversations I think you can only have in English or in German. So it's it happens that when we meet up, we just switch back and forth, whichever way we like it.
0: Some good code switching there.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I study English and history, and basically. The way I use English is just um, for everything related to the linguistic department, and when I use German, I usually would be at the history department, um, and everything in between is just mixed, like English or German. Um, it depends.
0: Yeah, you but see, I just don't. I just don't speak to the people at the history department. Uh, That's my way. To be fair,
1: there aren't as many as well. There are as many. Yeah.
0: Students, you mean?
1: Yeah, there are, there are more students in, at the English department. But I think the great thing at the English department is that we have this hallway mm-hmm. where everyone keeps meeting everyone. And we don't have that at a, a history no, department, not really. do we?
0: But I, I started to write like my homework and my essays in English as well. Because I'm used to writing in English, and most of the stuff I write academically is English. So
3: Because you mentioned the hallway, I dread that place. <laughs> I love the hallway. I like it too. Yeah, on some days, you know, but on some days you just really want to be alone. And then you go through the hallway and it's like, hey! But why do you go through the hallway? Yeah. Because you have to. There is no other way to get out of the department. So it's, like a, it's like a zone of, of prison where you can't escape. You
1: know, there were days when I was really bored and I just went through the hallway just to meet somebody.
3: You're probably an extrovert, so that might explain oh, it. No. 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 Okay. My Maybe I'm just really antisocial.
2: <laughs> I have a recommendation for you. Get a coat with a hood. Cause you can pull that over your face and nobody will see you At if you start, okay?
3: People <laughs> recognise me as that person with the hood, you know.
0: Mm. Well, Carrie, you said before that you actually consider the dictionary more when you translate to German. So you don't you don't need the dictionary for writing English.
2: well, occasionally I do because my vocabulary is still not on the native speaker level that I would like to have um, but i I certainly use it more with German because German vocabulary likes to elude me.
0: Mm. How about you guys dictionary use?
2: I use the dictionary extensively.
1: Usually when I write something, um, it doesn't matter if it's academic or if it's creative writing, then I just go online and I open like five different dictionaries, a collocation dictionary, and um, I do extensive research on the vocabulary I use in my writing because often I just, I use vocabulary that didn't make any sense and I realized that after I handed in the academic paper, or after I presented my text, and um, I want to avoid that.
3: One thing I'm really into is etymology dictionaries, but that's more of a hobby than I actually use it for writing. For me, it's kind of a two-way street. I think if I can't, if I'm writing in English, sometimes I can only think of a word in German, and then I have to look it up. And sometimes I write in German, I can only think of it in English, and then I have to look it up. But Really, if I write in English, to use an English dictionary that happens not so often unless I really need a synonym for something and it it just kind of bothers me that this word is here but it should be something else. But usually it's more of a tornado of just getting things on the paper and I think if I used a dictionary that would interrupt that process i just kind of go with whatever comes into my head.
0: Don't you ever have the feeling that there's a word that just beyond the grasp of your hand or just uh, you you have like three words in your head that are kind of similar but none of them really expresses what you're trying to say exactly and then you start doing the thesaurus with the other words and trying to gorge it like a triangulation (laughs) was the word (laughs) in between of them.
3: To be fair I do that a lot more in poetry. I was thinking more prose. In prose Mm I don't do it so much but in poetry yeah.
2: You just need that word. You
0: have the feeling in your heart that there's one specific yeah. word that fits now, mm-hmm. but sometimes it just doesn't. It just doesn't come right away.
2: Also, most of the time, you need a rhyme in poetry. Yeah. Or at least I do, sure. and or you need something that fits with the meter. So you need that meaning, but mm-hmm. with three syllables. Two <laughs> three syllables.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, the million-dollar question: How do you feel about a rhyme stone?
3: I
2: love rhyme zone Me zone. too. Love oh it. my God. It's like the most useful thing ever for writing poetry. <laughs>
0: Thank yeah, you. And I feel less ashamed for occasionally no, consulting rhymes. I've
2: got an open tab on my computer that has rhyme zone. i never close yeah. that thing.
3: <laughs> the Oxford collocation one is also really good. Yeah,
0: But there are so many words somehow that they don't have.
3: I know, I've noticed that.
0: Collocations are just... It's
3: just... Really important.
0: Really important, yeah.
3: And Etym Online. Etym. Oh my god. For, for etymology. Okay. So, oh god,
0: but sick. doesn't the Oxford Dictionary also do etymology?
3: Um, The Cambridge one is really good. Okay. Uh, that's what my professor um, ta- taught us to use the first time that I mentioned etymology online. He wanted to throw me out of his class. <laughs> but, you know, it's more for the layperson, I yeah. would say. Yeah. And if you don't have the university access, you can't use the Cambridge one, so... Yeah, okay. but the Cambridge one's really good too, obviously for academic purposes. If you just want to look something up, like where does table come from, the etymology mm. online will do.
0: So my technique for finding a word that rhymes is taking the sound that I'm going for, then going through the alphabet, and adding it to to all the, the letters in the alphabet, to the sounds in the alphabet more likely, mm-hmm. and before and after, and then try to do like Take the syllable with this sound in my head and then add the other sound. Does this bring any word to my mind? And then this, this is how I go down. And if I can't find out a word, I'll have, I guess I'll have to uh, rewrite the sentence.
3: That's a really clever strategy. Yeah. I've never done that. I do something similar sometimes, but with like endings. of like the ing, then I'm like ah ing.
0: Yeah. You just sit there and you make weird notes like all, ball, call, fall. Dull. <laughs> and, you're
3: like, oh, wait
0: a <laughs> and then sometimes, when I sometimes I admit I'm not really sure what I'm writing, and just let let the language take me somewhere, follow the hand kind of Which reminds me of the hand in the Addams family,
3: follow the
0: hand, <laughs> and yeah, and then you kind of you you have the rhyme in your head first, and then the topic or the content follows mm-hmm. where you're going with the rhyme. And I, I find that funny somehow. It doesn't really produce the best kind of poems, <laughs> but it's, it sometimes brings, brings out uh, interesting results. It's
3: from the heart.
0: It's not really from the heart, it's from the rhyme more. It's more like.
3: But it has to come from somewhere,
0: right? Yeah. I feel it's a bit more as if the language was writing itself.
3: Sometimes I just wake up and, I'm like, Arr. I have to do something with R.
0: Are <laughs> you uh, a pirate?
3: I mean, I now have a little pirate cave under my bed, so, you know, maybe it's what I was born to do. Is I there
0: sleep. any cursed gold?
3: Not yet, but I do have, like, a, a, a marine world sea map of everything, and there are sea monsters on it. It's super cool. It's
0: good.
2: Yeah.
0: That's about what we have time for today. Thank you guys for being here.
2: Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Carrie, you said there's a place where people can find you on the internet?
2: Uh, Well, I've got a couple of poems on an internet forum called Exilion.
0: Okay, what would be the web address of that?
2: That would be exilion.co.uk.
0: So, dear listeners, check it out. This was episode 6 of the Universe Podcast. If you enjoyed it and would like to hear more of us, make sure to subscribe to the Universe Podcast wherever you're listening to it. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please leave us a review. That was a bit many pleasers. To tell us what you think and help other people find us as well. And tell all your friends about it, if you have any. I hope you do. Comments? Questions? You can reach us on Twitter. We're at PodUniverse. On Facebook or via our email address podcast at This podcast was edited and hosted by Leonard Engelmeyer. Our guests were Marie Sauer, Amadea Brenner and Carrie Whitman. The editorial board for this episode was made up of Livia Regan. I hope you visit this planet in the universe again. In the meantime, stay safe in space. Thank you for listening.